Happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope your week is going great so far. Better late than never. That's what I always say. And I have a treat for you today. But before I get into that, make sure that you're checking out DaltonKJensen.com, especially if you're a business owner or an aspiring business owner. Uh, I have a, my preferred network on my website. Just go to the sponsors tab. You can find tax professionals, merchant accounts, business coaches, uh, anything else that you can think of to start or operate your business successfully, financial advisors. Um, gosh, dude, there's just so many people on that, uh, real estate agents, um, so many people on there to help you run your business efficiently, help you get the stuff you need to run it efficiently and so much more. So make sure you're checking that out. Uh, DaltonKJensen.com. My treat today is Brian Helbach, who is the host of the podcast, the IGY622 podcast. He is a veteran and he's also the founder of the nonprofit, the IGY622, uh, whose mission is to connect veterans, law enforcement officers, firefighters, first responders, dispatchers, and their families with programs to help identify and cope with trauma, including developing outreach programs in lieu of the absence of programs. So they're looking to be um, a connection hub that allows the nation's heroes to find the specific help that they need. Uh, so you can contact them. You can check out their website, IGY622.com. And uh, really, really great to have uh, Brian Helbach on here. He, we, we had a great conversation about veterans, about how we can help, about um, you know what everyday people can do to help and just be there for our nation's heroes. So I hope you guys check this out. Uh, tell me what you think. Make sure you're following me on DaltonKJensen.com and on uh, Instagram at DaltonKJensen. And without further ado, Brian Helbach. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Uh, Full-time up on base uh, for quality assurance. Um, oh, and okay. I landscape curbing company. So oh. I do that. Uh, when I get off the base, I go out and help my guys. And then... Uh, uh, nonprofit president and podcast host. So <laughs> <laughs> I knew about the I knew about the podcast. I, I knew about the nonprofit. You guys are killing it. I didn't know that you own a landscaping business though. La That's landscape curbing. Cool. Only landscape curbing, not a full on landscaping business. Just okay. okay. concrete curbing around flower beds. Okay. Oh, right on, man. So is that something that you just did on the side or or how'd you get into that? I started doing that in high school. Oh, really? Uh, so you've had it for that long? Well, I, I've done it for that long. I uh, okay. was doing it with my buddy. Uh, he owned he owned the company God, 13, 14 years ago now, maybe 15. And he started a mulch company um, from the ground up and didn't have time to run both. And I, had, I was working at Fresenius Medical Care as a quality engineer and for research and development. And I finished a project that saved the company about eight and a half million dollars a year. And boss put me up in front of everybody and was like, look how good he did. Blah, blah, blah. Wait till you get your bonus. Next payday came. I got a $25 bonus and I put in my two week notice and bought out my guy, my buddy's company. <laughs> <laughs> but never Are again will I have somebody else tell me what my worth is. Yeah. Wow, dude. What happened? Did you ever figure out what the heck happened well, with that? Was, well, it was supposed to be 75. <laughs> oh my God. You got And my boss got a $60,000 a year raise. So I know oh. exactly what happened to my bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And I, you good for you. You should have bolted for Screw that dude. What mm -hmm. the heck, man? <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, that's kind of the beautiful thing, right? That's, that's one of the beautiful things about, life is, you know, you get to start whatever you want. You know, you get to start over, you get to, you can, you can forge a new path no matter what happens. And that's kind of the whole point of your, your podcast. And I'm sure you're not nonprofit, right? Right. That's insane, man. I mean, and it's also really good. So, so tell me a little bit about, you know, what caused you? I mean, I obviously, I know you're a veteran, I met you through, or, or excuse me, I we talked one time on, when Dre and uh, Angel called you. 
on the podcast. So I thought it was great. I love those guys. And so, I mean, I I know a little bit, but tell me like, uh, you know, obviously you're a veteran, but tell me like the whole story and and the genesis of like how your nonprofit and podcast got started. So kind of to go, it it starts way, way back. Uh, I got home from Iraq in, in 2005. Um, after an 18 month combat deployment, um, been blown up numerous times, um, <laughs> Jeez. which in itself is a struggle, but, mm-hmm. um, came home, uh, probably four years after I got home about 2009, my dad pulled me aside and told me I'm going to lose my family if I don't change because I'm, I'm was kind of, you know, an, an ass it, you know, the easiest way to say, you know, I treated my kids like they were soldiers and not, you know, little kids, you know, like I would fly off the handle if they didn't eat all of their vegetables or eat all their dinner. Or when you get home from school, it's, this is your regimen. There's no way fans or butts about it. So he pulled me aside. Um, and I noticed that the, obviously that he was right, that there was a problem. And then I went and sought help at the VA. Um, at the time, they were not doing any mental health for people that weren't Vietnam veterans. So kind of missed the boat on that and then just said, screw it, whatever. Um, this is how my life's going to so, be. So they weren't doing any type of like mental health help at the VA if you weren't a a, a Vietnam veteran? Yep, they were, they were focused on the Vietnam veterans. So they had first priority. At that time in 2009 they wouldn't allow you to go out of source. So it was only you, you could only go to the VA. There was no outside doctors you could see for anything. Now that sense has changed. Okay. So yeah, yeah, there was, there was no help. Um, the only counseling I was given was uh, three days a week. There was just a big group counseling session uh, full of Vietnam veterans, which was great to go listen to them shoot the shit for three hours. You know what I mean? But it wasn't therapeutic for me. It wasn't helping me with what my struggles were. And let's face it. If you, if you take five hours, of three days a week off of work, how long are you going to have a job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it just got to the point where I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not going to work for me. Uh, they gave me at one time I was on seven different uh, narcotics. Um, oh, some to bring me up, some to bring me down this one to counteract this one and then this one to counteract the other one. And then it was a mess. Uh, I hated the way I felt. So I just said, forget it. I'll just sleep two hours a night for the rest of my life. Fast forward to, I want to say December of 20, I was doing research and I found that they have service dogs trained for people with PTSD, uh, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and I never knew, like, I figured service dogs were like for the blind or, you know, having, you know, amputees or diabetes or, you know, just other medical conditions. And then when I found that, I found an organization that would train my dog. Um, and so I got accepted through them, the Malinois Foundation, and I went on the other side of the beehive uh, to help raise money to get my service dog. So when I went on to the show, I told just a a fraction, just a little bit of my story, just in hopes to help, you know, people understand why a service dog will help change my life. And we ended up raising uh, almost $6,000 and I only needed to raise $1,500. So the feeling that gave me of of just unloading a little bit, because I mean, I don't, I don't have anybody to talk to the people that. I deployed with that know what I'm going through. They've committed suicide since we've been home. So I don't have that, that outlet. And I I don't talk to my wife about it. I don't talk to my, my dad about it, my kids about it. I mean, it's, it's kind of me. So fast forward a little bit, um, October 3rd, um, I was three turns away from rolling my truck off the Ogden divide. I've just, at a point, I had enough shoving everything down. There's just no more room to shove anything down. And uh, thankfully, I got a call from a friend that said, hey, 
come over tonight. And I'm like, yeah, I got some plans, but I'll come over later. No, you need to come over now. Well, long story short, to shut him up, I turned around, went and had a couple beers, turned into about a bottle and a half of whiskey and and 12 pack of beer. And I ended up just going home for the night and uh, woke up the next morning and said, I can't, I can't be this low again. I cannot get to where I'm this low because I probably won't answer the phone. We are brought to you by Legal Inc. Estate Planning. Listen, you wouldn't dine and dash, so why would you leave your family in the hands of the courts and the government when you pass away? Most people think they don't have enough to start estate planning or that it's too expensive. Things like wills and a trust. While those are valid reasons, they're limiting beliefs, guys, to creating and keeping the wealth that you want to have. Listen, it's free to talk to Michael to learn more about what you can do today to protect your tomorrow and live your best life. Wills are necessary, especially if you have a home and kids. And a trust is the number one way to build and retain your wealth. So it's your life. It's your story. Make it a good one. Visit LegalLifePlan.com to schedule your first conversation with Michael and tell him that the Thinking Project sent you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. And I thought back to going on Justin and Angel's podcast and well, if that made me feel good, it'll it'll make somebody else feel good. So, started mm-hmm. uh, the other. Uh, I started uh, the IGY six twenty two podcast and uh, just wrapped up season one. Um, I'm taking a step back for a minute to uh, kind of focus on some some parts of my life that I need to really get in line. Um, I did. I think I've, I've released fifty six episodes or something since mm-hmm. November. So I figure I've done a year's worth and in, in less than a year. So I'll take a take take just a little bit of a break and and get my personal life back in order and and uh, start back up again. Wow, wow dude. dude! Well, good for you. Holy cow! Um, so that you know, that's just a crazy story. I mean, I just whenever I hear something like that, it's very sobering. You know what I mean? It kind of brings you all the way down because I've seen you. Um, you know, raise money for other, uh, veterans, you know, and, and to help get certain now are those dogs that they already have that they go to training or do you help, or is there, if they need a dog, do you get a dog as well? So yeah, it's either, or so with the Malinois foundation, the $1,500 that you have to raise, if you need a dog, it'll cover that dog. If you have a dog, it'll cover the training. So a lot of the dogs that the Malinois foundation get are donated. Um, we okay. have, we have a firefighter that's getting a golden retriever. Uh, the breeder usually charges about $5,000 for these golden retrievers. We've actually mm. got two of those coming to one, to a veteran, one to a first responder. Um, we just recently raised at the, the sounds of freedom car show. We raised $1,400 selling IGY six hats and shirts and stickers. Yeah. Raised $1,400 for a veteran who had a service dog and it passed away unexpectedly. Uh, so we found a breeder out in Mississippi, uh, got and paid for a uh, purebred German shepherd puppy and mm. uh, presented that to him. Um, so yeah, to date we've raised enough for seven, eight service dogs for, uh, for first responders and, and our veterans. Wow. And you know what, dude, that's so amazing because you never think like I was in the same boat as you, you know, service dogs are for people who, yeah, you know, they've got some kind of like physical, maybe ailment, not to say that, you know, I was just in the same camp as you, not to say that none of that stuff doesn't matter, but, but it really helps people, you know, like having, having a dog like that. I mean, what, so can you, can you go like into the details of like why dogs, uh, you know, service dogs specifically help with PTSD so much? Yeah, for sure. So uh, some of my things, when I get really anxious, um, if I'm sitting down, my leg will just bounce like crazy or I'll start uh, twirling my ring. Um, mm-hmm. And with, mm-hmm. with my dog's training, she'll come up, she'll break my hands apart if I'm, if I'm twisting my ring and then just stay right there. And if, if I don't stop, she's just very, very persistent. It's just breaking that habit, bring me back to calm. Uh, if mm-hmm. my leg's bouncing, she's got all of her body weight over the leg that bounces because so, it's always my right leg. So she'll just kind of climb up and kind of rest on, on my leg. 
Um, if we're in the grocery store or wherever, uh, if I stop walking, she's stopped behind me in between my legs, kind of watching my back. Um, if anybody walks up close to me, she kind of steps out a little bit. So that way I can feel her moving. So I know that there's somebody behind me. Um, if we're standing in an aisle, she'll kind of sidestep to keep people away from me. And the biggest thing is, uh, so I just recently went to Nashville and I took her with me and it, it just gave me the opportunity to get that aspect of my life back of being able to go mm-hmm. on a vacation and enjoy it because downtown Nashville is crazy. The bar scene. And I'd have never been able to enjoy any of it if I didn't have my dog with me. So. Yeah. Cause they kind of just, I mean, so what you're saying is what I'm hearing is like the dog just kind of helps you like know what's going on around you. And like, I mean, I, and I mean, German shepherds and golden retrievers, I mean, those aren't like, those aren't dogs you mess around with, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so there's like a safety dog, thing, you know, my dog is a, a German, a German short hair pointer. So she was my puppy from day one. Wow. And she would, she would jump on me when I was going through panic attacks and, and anxiety attacks. She would, she was doing the same stuff, but I didn't know what she was doing. So I was getting irritated. I'm like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Jumping up on my lap right now. Like this is the worst time ever. And now I'm realizing like she was sensing it all along. So now we just honed in on it. And then we, you know, with intense training between the two of us for about seven months, you know, any, any triggers that pop up for me, dog training elite will come to the house and start training her for those triggers. So she's trained if I'm having a night terror to jump up, put soft pressure on me and, and and then increase it as the, to get me out of that dream. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's so many things that they can be trained for, but it's always trained for the, for the veteran or for their triggers. Mm. Holy cow. That's really amazing. I mean, to, to, you know, and that's, and that's something that's really cool. I mean, I would have never thought about that. So that's, that's what your nonprofit does then. I mean, that's, that's the whole goal is to get veterans, these service animals, the service dogs to help them with whatever they need. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So with a, a lot of the nonprofits, it, uh, as we as we were going through the podcast, we were finding amazing nonprofits out there that nobody knew about. Like I found out about fifteen or twenty nonprofits here locally that I had no idea existed because they oh, don't wow. have the multi million dollar advertising budget. So that's why uh, me and uh, uh, my secretary Scott, we were like, you know what, let's just do this nonprofit, and we don't want to reinvent the wheel because there's a lot of great programs. We're just going to bring awareness to those programs and support those programs and then build a big network between multiple facets. Because if someone in Indiana needs help, we're going to we're going to find a resource in Indiana and get that veteran some help. It may not be the IGY six that does whatever program for it, but we may fly that veteran out there. Yeah, man, that's amazing. Um, and I like that you, you know, you mentioned it's kind of like a network of things. Uh, what, you know, what, uh, what was behind? I mean, obviously you're talking, you talked about what, what you do and, and you build a network and you help veterans that have access to a wider network of, of people. Um, but what, what, uh, I mean, how did you logistically start this? I mean, what was the game plan when you started it? Cause I mean, you know, in my head, right. As a business owner, it's like, you might not necessarily need to do that, but the nonprofit aspect of it is a great way to do it. You know, what, what made you go like the nonprofit route? Well, so, and that's where my secretary, Scott, uh, who is episode one, uh, if you listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. um, he's the brains, right? He knows legal, he knows the ins and outs. So I, I would just said, Hey, I want to do I want to do this and this and this and this. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's not legal. We can't do that. We got to stay clear of this. So he's just been the, been the voice of reasoning. Um, and by starting the nonprofit and having military and first responders uh, being members, it gives them their purpose that they've lost 
since getting out of the military or getting off of the fire truck or getting off of the ambulance. You know what I mean? You lose that sense of purpose. You lose your identity. So we're, we're recreating that for, for people that are joining. And um, yeah, so that was just my vision is I don't want to, I don't want to be the the nonprofit that's like, okay, we're going to take these guys fishing, which mm-hmm. great. A getaway is good sometimes, but you go fishing on Saturday. Guess what's back on Sunday? All yeah, the night, everything. everything else. So, so yeah, you get a day without it, but that's nothing that's long-term. So we're working uh, with a traumatologist, Dr. Lori hood. Um, and she's uh, we're developing programs to, go to fire stations, go to police stations, go to post-deployment units coming home from deployment to put into effect different trainings that they can do to prevent PTSD at the onset versus letting it fester and and grow. Yeah. I would imagine that that's kind of a scary thing you got to deal with or uh, is if you have a veteran or somebody who's having a, you know, an attack or going through, you know, going through a trigger or something like that and having somebody else come into the situation who might not be aware of what's going on, having to deal with that and some miscommunication that will inevitably happen there. Do you do a lot of training with, with like first responders who who might not have experience with that and and stuff like that? How do you, how do you deal with that? We're still, we're still in our infancy stage. Um, We just started, uh, we became a 501c3 in January 21st. Um, in doing so, my board member, my board is made up of people who have never been in a nonprofit, right? So, so we're going very, very slow. We're holding, there's a boulder at the top of the mountain and we are holding the boulder up because there is so many things trying to fly at us at once that now I want to be very, very meticulous in particular on, on where we go, because I don't want to be an organization that hard charges for six months and then boom, fizzles out. I want something that's Mm going to last longer than me. You know what I mean? And just keep growing and growing and growing. And so we're taking small steps and I hate it because I want it done now. I want it done yesterday. And yeah, it just, we have to go slow in order to go, you know, slow is fast. Yeah. Slow is fast. Well, especially when you're dealing with uh 501 C threes there. I mean, there's yeah. so many regulations behind a nonprofit to make, you know, and, and what's, and what's good and sad at the same time is when you're dealing with nonprofits and the government, um, it, it can be, if you know, one slip up can make, make yep. it all go away. You know what yep. I mean? Make it all go away. And so, and yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I get why it. We're, that's why we're going slow. I mean, we had a hard time filing because, you know, some of the things we want to do is affect legislation, you know, to, to mm. get to get PTSD covered in comp for our first responders. You know, it's wow, happening. Wow. It's happening in another state in Kansas uh, from a guest that was on the podcast, his his station started pushing it and it got up to legislation and and it's getting into a bill to be passed hopefully this year. So, so then we have to go, okay, now can we, do we have to file this form or do we have to file this form? Okay. If we're going to do this, we can't dedicate more than this much money. And then if you dedicate more than this much, Mm -hmm. so there's just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot that go into a 501 C three. And thank God I have Scott because I just screwed up a lot by now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's okay. I got to go back to something that, you know, one thing that you just said, but that reminded me of something that you said earlier in the show. And that was that, that mental health, first of all, you, so mental health wasn't covered by the VA unless you were a, a Vietnam veteran. Right. But what that, that is sounds so crazy to me. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm obviously pretty young, so (laughs) Vietnam might not be as far away as I think, as I think it is, but I just, you know, I feel like there's so many things that happened after that, that wouldn't, would be necessary to deal with. What the heck is going on with that? So mainly because there's not a lot of VA clinics. Okay. You got to think we have, there's a VA center uh, here in Ogden. 
there's the main VA hospital in Salt Lake. And now they have a couple of remote little locations. Well, each location may have a counselor. So you go to the hospital, you may have one or two, you know, counselors. So, and then you figure how many hundreds of thousands of veterans that we have, you know what I mean? So just not the people for it. And so they have to kind of limit their resources. And, And unfortunately, I think it also falls under who's in office. Who's 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 the president and and what their feeling yeah, is for yeah. the VA? I mean, as bad as that sounds, you kind of see a change between different administrations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's definitely true. But and and as soon as you said that, I registered with me because that's I think that's the the main reason we're in a mental health crisis right now is not anything other than just lack of resources, right? Right. It's it's not that people don't want to help. It's like, yeah, it's like there's only one of us or there's only two of us. You know, we can only do so much, which makes sense. And and I'm and I'm sure that's a whole nother can of worms that we don't well, want to use. A, there is a lack of resources. I think the resources are getting better, but it's the okay. stigma. It's the stigma for civil mm-hmm. servants, military, that it's weak to speak. You know, if you're having problems, you're you're now considered weak if you talk about it or you try to get help for it. You're now if you're an officer and you're struggling with some PTSD, now you're a liability if you're on the job. If you're a firefighter and the last call where you, you know, maybe weren't able to save this child, that image plays in your mind over and over again. Now, can you be trusted to go on the next call? So. And when you do speak out about it, it's not the media that's bashing it. It's your brothers and sisters next to you. They're telling you, quit being a wuss. Like it, suck it up. So people just bury it in. And and that's why we're losing, Mm -hmm. on average, 22 soldiers a day. We're losing 17 to 20 first responders a day. The divorce rate between veterans and first responders is almost uh, 48 to 52%. I think the last thing I saw domestic violence is growing and that doesn't even take into effect the 33 soldiers a day that, that died a overdose from prescribed medication. So some of our main focus is just getting it out there and just trying to break that stigma that it's, that it's not weak to speak. You know, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, how's that going for you guys? I feel like it's that would going be a really good. Okay, I yeah, I feel. I just you know, for from my perspective, it feels like that would be a pretty tough battle to fight, especially when you have like this. People in the military have a certain, you know, way that they like to speak, or you know, they have this certain kind of like, you know, culture around them that's portrayed in the media and on social media. You know, and and then, you know, and and I and I would imagine that that's pretty hard to to fight. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's where the podcast has has really taken off. Is yeah, I don't edit. I I mean, when you hear the episode, it is the raw episode. That is how the conversation went. We don't video them, um, just so mm-hmm. we can have a raw conversation without the fear of I don't want people to know what I look like. Uh, but a lot of people, I would say 80% of my guests have unloaded their struggles, their, their demons to me as the first person that's heard any of those stories because mm-hmm. they listen to the podcast. They hear that I'm raw. I'm real. I, I'm open about it. And, and they feel like it's a safe spot to, to open up about some of their struggles and, and not get judgment, not feel like a monster, not feel not feel any kind of way. So I think that's where one thing that the podcast has really helped. I mean, I get probably on average 30 to 40 emails, text messages on TikTok or Instagram <laughs> a day. Hey, I listened to episode three today and I just want to tell you, you know, Hey, that saved, you know, that saved me. I needed to hear that today. So mm. it's, it's been amazing. 
Yeah. I mean, you're doing amazing stuff. I mean, that was one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you on my podcast was because I, you know, it's, I, I like to talk to people who are interesting. Um, you know, I knew that you had the nonprofit and I didn't know you had the business. And, but for me, it wasn't about any of that this time. It was about, you know, you're doing, you're doing amazing work out there. And I was like, man, I got to just figure out, you know what I mean? I think it'd just be sweet. Um, and, and the, the fight that you're, you, that we're all trying to do that you're that you're at the helm of of fighting this stigma i mean it's such a big deal it is you know and it really doesn't matter where you go you know so so what is you know talking about it is obviously a great thing um probably one of the best things you do uh and and but fighting it with because there is like a if if you're struggling personally there's a stigma with you right like right people are going to, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking outside of themselves. People are going to do this or that, but how do you kind of approach the conversation with somebody who, you know, might not be struggling with that, but think, but thinks there's a stigma behind mental health. Um, I, I think they just need to be educated. Really. Yeah. I mean, I, I hid all of my demons for many, many years and after I, you know, after everything on October 3rd, starting the podcast, there was a lot of people that, I wouldn't say a lot of people, there was a couple of people that questioned if I was just doing this for fame or trying to, and I I don't make a penny off of any of my podcasts. <laughs> All I do is spend money. So yeah. I, I don't look for attaboys. I don't, I don't take any credit for anything. Yeah. But there's a story. And every time I tell my story, it gets that much easier. And I know other people can relate to it. And it's just about starting that conversation. And I mean, if, if people are going to feel a type of way about mental health, then they're going to feel a, a type of way about mental health. Like I'm not, I'm not here to change anybody else's perception. Like mm -hmm. pe some people think that if, if you have mental health issues, you're crazy and you need to be locked up. And I, I don't think that's always the case. Yeah, I think there is a lack of empathy in our society. I think yeah. a lot of it has to do with social media. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, people just, you know, you you know, you got Twitter fingers and you could you can bash somebody online anonymously. Um and I really I feel like that's created a huge disconnect because you would never say that. I mean, hopefully you would never say that in person. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you're but you're comfortable saying it on on a being online a or something. Yep, when you can hide yeah, behind your screen or or just use your thumb. Yeah, man, it's bananas. And I just because I've had other mental health counselors and I've worked with mental health counselors before, you know. And it's just this whole idea of like educating people, like what it's not, you know, and like kindness and and yeah. we we just go straight for things, you know we if we don't understand something, you know, we don't take the time to learn about it. We just, you know, we get, we go to whoever is our, you know, trusted source of information and just do whatever they tell us to do. And that, that's not any good either. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want, and, and unfortunately uh, that's, that's the, the day and age we live in. It's people don't yeah. do the time to do their own research. It's, if Facebook says this, it's real. If this is what I saw on Fox News, this is real life. If it's what I saw on CNN, it's real life. They don't go, okay, wait a minute. These guys all have agendas. They all get paid from whatever side. Like the truth is in there. You've just got to not be lazy. Do some work, do some legwork, expand yeah. your one. Yeah. Listen to podcasts like yours and talk to real people. Then that's when you get the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what, that's when you get, that's when it, when it clicks, I think that's what happened for me. You know, I, I, uh, just the more that I, you know, the, the more that I read, the more that I talked to people about subjects, like starting this podcast, talking to real people, like that's when I realized that, you know, I was more in the middle of everything. You know, I heard, heard you talk on an episode, like it's not about, you know, Democrats or Republicans or whatever. Right. But, but like when it comes to this issue, particularly, you got to be kind of in the middle to help people because it doesn't right. really matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, what, what side you're on. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, mental health doesn't care your ethnicity. <laughs> it doesn't care about your religion. It doesn't care about what you identify as it. 
it just doesn't care. There, it, yeah. it is, it it's just gonna be what it is. And so, you know, that's kind of I've kind of started a hashtag. Don't be a dick. You know, if it, we just need to <laughs> love one another, do stuff for other people. Just quit thinking about ourselves for a minute, even if it's just smiling, right? Or you're walking into the grocery store. And the, you hold the door open for the person coming in behind you. Just little things like that just yeah. can really turn someone's day around and just be kind. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like hard. It's free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't be a dick. It's good advice. <laughs> it's good advice <laughs> to be honest with you, man. That's great, dude. Well, I, I want to ask you kind of like, uh, so obviously, I'm not a veteran. I appreciate though. I love everything that veterans do. Um, but I kind of wanted to get your opinion or maybe your expertise on how, how someone in my situation could be more empathetic to a veteran or like, if you see, if you walk into a situation where like clearly something isn't right and you, and you're not sure like how to interact and, and how to kind of talk to people. You know, that's hard because, I mean, I've been married almost 20, 19, 18 years. And I don't, my wife learns about me through my podcast. She learns about my stories, my struggles through the podcast. And that's unfortunate. And it's put struggles on our marriage that were, which is some of the reason why I'm taking a step back from the podcast is to try to mm-hmm. see, make sure we can fix things. Um, but really just be there. Be there for them. A veteran's not going to talk to you unless they're ready to. So, mm-hmm. you know, just just be there um, and just ask. I mean, call them on the phone. Be like, hey, remember that time we went and did this? Like, I was thinking about that. It made me think of you, man. How the hell have you been? <laughs> just recognize them. You know what I mean? Because a lot of us, we feel like we're all alone and, and we just kind of get forgotten about because people are like, oh, he's he's strong. He's, he's got it together. Well, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that I mean, that's really the only thing is just just be there for them and let them know that that you're there if they ever have any problems. But I wouldn't go and be like, "Okay, hey, well, I know you went to war, so what what are you fighting? Did did you mm. kill anybody? Like, don't ask that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times people will walk up and they'll be nonchalant as hell and say, "So how many people did you kill? Who?" Yeah, that, that's that. <laughs> like really? No, man. I don't, I don't know, man. So I mean, just just be there, recognize mm-hmm. them, you know. And don't ask me, stupid questions. Don't ask stupid <laughs> questions. Like, you know, that is bizarre. Like, I personally would never ask that question. When you said, I, "Man, I," that that is just a weird question in general to ask somebody. Yeah, just in general. I just don't. Oh, I'm like, who, do you just randomly meet someone and be like, so how many people you stuck with today? Yeah, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, this that's. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Holy cow. Well, that no, that's good. And I mean, I just wanted to. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do, and and you know, I mean, everybody, we're all human at the end of the day, and so so we just treat people like humans. You know what I mean? We just we're nice right. and stuff, but. You know, there is, there is different ways to do it. I would tell you, I mean, if you, if you know a veteran and and there's signs, right? Everybody knows there's signs Mm -hmm. of depression. And a lot of us want to turn the other cheek and be like, yeah, that guy kind of messed up. Well, rather than just kind of have your feeling about it, tell him, Hey, you ever heard of the IGY 622 podcast? Check it out. Check out. I think you might dig it. It's another veteran Mm -hmm. that just talks to veterans. I've had yeah. that work more than the civilian trying to just have a casual conversation about trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because one of the things, I mean, that one of the things of empathy is you want to put yourself in someone's shoes, but, but that's tough. I mean, it's always better to hear it from, from somebody who's been in your shoes. Right. I mean, I mean, and, and that's why we need people like you. That's why we need your podcast and, and podcasts like it. And for people to be aware of it, because, you know, they're the, it, it, you know, like a civilian like me, I could only go so far. 
Right. You know, but, but when you have somebody and you know that they've seen what you've seen and, and they've been through what you've been through and, and they're showing you that there's a way because they've literally, yeah. you, you know, they're at the end and they can walk you through it. That's, that's different, man. That's different. Well, and, and I, I tell everybody, like, I don't know, like, I know I was in the hole. I was deep. I was ready to be done. So I know where you're at. Mm-hmm. I know how I got out. So I'll sit in here. We'll listen together. I'll listen to, to where you're at. I'm going to show you how I got out. Now I ain't got it figured out, but by <laughs> God, we're going to go figure it out together. Cause I know this guy yeah. over here, he's got it a little bit more figured out than I do. So we're going to go join him and we're going to keep going down the road. And then you guess what? We're going to find someone else that has it a little bit more figured out and then a little yeah. bit more figured out. It's just not leaving anybody behind and, and not right. judging anybody for, you know, stuff that they can't help going on in their brain. Yeah. And that's the, that's the part that I think part was part of the stigma comes through, right. Is like, we don't understand that, you know, if you've never felt what your brain can do and how it almost feels like your mind is betraying you. Right. You know what I mean? Like that is tough and it's hard to even imagine. And uh, yeah, man, just walking people through it, dude. I mean, it's un- it's unbelievable, you know. And uh, but but you've said since that the VA and and those kinds of resources have kind of changed the way they do things now. You can kind of go outside uh, to other other yeah. resources yeah, other than maybe the other, yeah other providers that because uh, I mean, say you want to go to the That's dentist true. with the VA, you may be waiting eight months to be able to get into a dentist. So they've opened it up to, you can go to outside, outside clinic. If, if, yeah, if the need they're covered. Yeah. As long as they're within the network and they, and they take TRICARE. Okay. So that's, so that's what this is mainly about, right? It's, it's the insurance that is guaranteed to veterans, the TRICARE. Um, Okay. And that, and that covers, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And that's, and, yeah, see, and I can only speak on behalf of the VA here in, in Utah. Okay. Cause the VA in Utah is, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty good. I mean, we have the U oh, right no. across the street at the main hospital. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of the, the U doctors over with the VA. Now I know there's other States that the VA system is God awful. So, Jeez. You're it's just hit and miss on on where you live. I know the VA mm. clinics and stuff down south and in, in St. George area, hmm, not as good as what you got up up north. Which is totally bizarre. Dude, I was having a conversation. So my so my wife mentioned that we were driving. Um, and I've read a lot of books and tried to navigate through this whole healthcare system and because it's bananas. <laughs> um, dude, it's totally crazy, but my wife sees this billboard on, on I-15 and she's like, why are hospitals advertising? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Isn't that, isn't that the strangest thing you've ever seen? Yeah. Like my hospital's better than this other hospital. It's like, bro, what are you talking about? We that have doesn't make wait time. What's the other hospital have? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Wait time or like, you know, I read this, you know, to sidetrack just a little bit, I read this book where they surveyed a few, surveyed like a thousand hospitals for a very uh, routine procedure and got like, so they got all different prices from each of these hospitals and they ranged like almost a hundred thousand dollars in between pricing. And I was like, how does that, ma- how does that even make sense, man? I'm not going to the hospital to buy a car, dude. Like you got, this is the same thing. It's exactly it's, it. It's bananas, man. And so, yeah, I feel it though. I've, that's the one thing I, I, I have a lot of empathy for is like, it's like freak, man, we got to fit, you know? And so the fact that you, you found at least one way that, that, can help pretty much. I mean, any veteran is there, has there ever been a time when a veteran, you know, and a dog maybe isn't the best mix? Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, so we do a lot of work with the Malinois foundation this year. They've had over 75 applications from, uh, military veterans put in for a service dog. And of that five, five veterans completed the application process. 
So, oh, geez. So that's the problem is because, you know, they obviously have to vet whoever they're going through, whoever they're looking to, to pick up to make sure that they're not going to be a risk to the dog. You know what I mean? To themselves. They're in a mental capacity. They're ready. They have to be ready to admit that they have a, that they're not okay. And until they admit that they're not okay, Mm -hmm. they're not going to be ready for that change. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't ready to be, it just got to a point where I was like, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, I was tired yeah. of just living. I wanted to be an active participant in my life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. It, wow. That takes that. It takes, it takes being ready for change. Yeah. No kidding. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, now that I think about it um, and I, and I really value your opinion on that because it, that, that is the first one. That's the first step, right? You know, uh, in the 12, in the 12 steps or whatever you look at, you know, you gotta yeah. be, you gotta be willing to admit that there's something going on, yeah. you know, and that, and that there's something that can help you outside of yourself, whether that's, you know, the universe or someone else or, or something. Cause you know, it's crazy. Is like, I, I respect people who don't, believe in God or, or or a higher power or something like that. But sometimes that, that higher power is like other people. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes that can just be anybody else. And it's amazing how some people won't even let that come in. Like, I get it. Okay. If you don't believe in God, that's not a big deal. Let's, let's be friends. But like, you know, other people though, like your, you know, your homies who are ready to help you, you can't even, you can't even give that, you know, that to them almost. Yep. Whew. Well, man, that's, it, it's bananas. And, and, but I, but I know you guys are doing a good work. I mean, I, I tune into your podcast as much as I can. And uh, it's, it's absolutely, it's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. So what's, so what's next you got, I mean, you're taking some personal time. Good for you. It takes a lot to, to realize that. And uh, we'll support you all the way through it, man. Um, well, but what's next? What's on the horizon? Is, well, I look at it as, you know, I talk to people and I say, you got to do, what you have to do to be happy. Like you, it's okay to take time out for yourself, take a step back, take a knee, recompose yourself and then keep going. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I don't know, maybe, maybe the break I need is two weeks. Maybe it's three weeks. Maybe it's a month. I I don't know. Um, going to start up season two, um, of the podcast, uh, change up the logo, uh, the artwork, uh, change up the intro, the outro, uh, but really focus on focus on moving the nonprofit, uh, helping out as many veterans and first responders as we can. Uh, we're trying, we're getting with the state of Utah, with the National Guard, and to be able to go speak with returning units uh, when they get home from deployments, because the briefings you go through are from officers that that's their job is to give a the same briefing they've given for twenty years. Where I think if they listen to a guy that's tattooed up, real life experience, I think the message is going to get a little bit better and be more mm-hmm. received. So, going to put a lot of focus into that. I'm going to put, you know, obviously the focus into myself because uh, if I don't get, if I'm not right, I can't, I can't help anybody else. So, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and it, and I mean, it shows. I mean, for for those people who you talk with, it just shows them you're like, you know, they, they see you, Hey, I'm taking a break for a minute. I got to, you know, I got to make sure everything's good here, you know, and whatever that, whatever that means. Right. Like for me too, it's, it might not, it might not even be anything's bad. I just need to, I need to take a step back and, and regain the the passion for all this. Cause you know, maybe avoid burnout or maybe recover from burnout because I mean, it happens. I mean, you could be working at the, for the best cause, you know, and, 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 and when you when you got a family, a wife, you, you know your job, a side gig, a nonprofit, two, two jobs, of wife, dude. yeah, kids, grandkids, nonprofit, yeah, podcast hosts. Like there's just so many. There's only so many hours in the day. Yeah, call a timeout, man. Go. Call a timeout. <laughs> Take a knee, pull the rucksack off, readjust my load, and then get back up and keep walking forward. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man. That wow, beautiful, man. That's absolutely beautiful. Well, cool, man. Uh, I appreciate your time. I know you've been. I know you've been at work all day. 
Um, so I won't take a ton of your time, but I, I do appreciate the time that you have spent. I do appreciate the, the knowledge you have given. Um, but so where can people support the nonprofit? Uh, uh, where can people listen to the podcast? Plug yourself, all that good stuff. Perfect. The podcast can be found on any of the major platforms, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Pandora, all, uh, all of them. It can be found oh, there. Okay. Um, you can go to www.igy622.com. Um, right on the first landing page, there's a spot you can donate. Um, my organization is 100% nonprofit, so no board members will ever receive a penny. That was one thing that I was very, very adamant about. Uh, because wow. some of the big organizations, their their board members are receiving multi million dollars a year, and and I figure, I told everybody, the more we take for ourselves, the less we help somebody else. So it's all it's all out of the love and wanting to help somebody else out. Um, you can buy shirts from the website, hats from the website. Um, everything's going towards whether it be service dogs or, I mean, we had. We've helped soldiers that were, you know, get them into substance abuse programs in in other states, help them cover hotel rooms, you know, because they've lost their house. Just multiple things. Uh, we don't want to be tied down into one 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 specific program. We want to be pretty flexible to help whoever we can. So yeah, all donations yeah. are appreciated. Um, uh, you can find. I usually promote the podcast on TikTok at IGY622 underscore podcast. That's the same for the Instagram. Where I'm taking a break, I may uh, maybe might make some videos, or I won't. I don't know yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do also, you, man. <laughs> you can also follow us at uh, IGY622 on Facebook. If you're a military or a first responder, uh, within the IGY6 page on Facebook, uh, there's a private group for military and first responders only. Uh, every Wednesday, we have a a video conference call, a Zoom. Basically, it's going to the best bar and having like-minded people in there. Sometimes it's just laughing and joking and drinking, and sometimes it gets pretty serious. Um, but it's a safe space to go and know that you're not going to be judged. We also have a private group for the spouses because where we as vet veterans don't know how to deal with what we're doing, our spouses don't know either. So the spouses have their own page that they can go and talk about whatever and the veteran or first responder can't see their page. So just kind of an, a, a little resource that we have. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. That's way cool. So you got, you kind of got them separate so that everybody can feel like they're talking and, and kind of, yeah, that that's important. A lot of people don't understand that side of it is like, I'm not, it's not that I don't want to tell you it's that, it's, you know, it's sometimes it's just like, I got to work through what's going on in my head. And if I tell you right now, it's not going to make any sense and it might hurt you, but that's yeah. not what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, I just need to work through this real quick and then I'll, t <laughs> then I'll let you know, or, or I'll work through this really quick and realize something. And, and, and now it's not an issue and, you know, right. and that's, and you know, and that's, that's good. You know, that's way cool. Right on. Yeah. Well, thank you. Hey, I thank appreciate you. it. Man. I'll make sure you take it off.